you need people who will celebrate you and correct you when you're wrong because they're not afraid of titles, bank accounts, labels, associations. They don't care about any of that. They just want you to be good. And so for me, really leaning into those relationships in this season has taken my self-love to another level because what my girlfriend, many of them have reminded me is, I didn't know who I was back then, so I didn't necessarily honor and value it. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. This is a space where you come each and every week to learn more about what it means to truly live a wealthy life. Because in this community, we believe that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. And I am so excited to be back. It's season nine, y'all. I cannot believe it. It is season nine. For nine seasons, we have talked about all the things that impact our finances, even when we're not thinking about it. So if you've been around for a while, you can now consider yourself an OG listener. But if you are brand new, you are in for a treat because we believe, like I said, in the original definition of wealth. And that means that we really lean into the six pillars of wealth. And this season is really special. So if you've been with me for the last few seasons, then you know um, that I have had major transition in my life. So in season seven, I actually shared with you that I was separating. And in season eight, you got to hear uh, that I did it my way, right? That I did make it to divorce um, with dignity. And I received so many emails, so many DMs. Y'all send really long DMs, by the way. You said Instagram will not stop me. (laughs) from getting this story out. I've received voice memos on Instagram, messages on Facebook with so many of you who have just said, thank you. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you. Maybe you weren't transitioning, you know, out of a long-term relationship, but something else in your life has transitioned, like being an empty nester or transitioning careers or any of these things like that come along when we find ourselves just in the midst of life where things are just changing and evolving. And for many of us, I have learned from talking to you in the DMs and responding to your emails, it hasn't really been easy to navigate life changes because we haven't always allowed ourselves to dream a new dream. We haven't always allowed ourselves to get honest about when a season is up. We haven't always given ourselves permission to evolve and let our purpose evolve and let our joy evolve. We haven't given ourselves the opportunity to just really be honest about where we are and what we truly want, what we feel like we deserve and what we desire. And so I'm so grateful for you guys that just come back season after season and allow me to use my life and my experiences and Everything that I'm learning to just help us all grow. You are like my public forum for accountability. And I am so, so grateful that I have this space to continue to share. 
Um, as you probably saw from the title, this series or this season, I'm really dedicating to going deeper with what I've been sharing. So for the last few seasons, it's been very much just about what I've been reflecting on. And I think that's really helpful because mindset is like 80% of the journey. But this season, I really want to get into skill set. So what does that mean? That means the more practical things that I've literally been doing to make sure that I can navigate this season of my life with as much ease and grace and peace as possible. And so from chatting with you, I've been sharing, uh, you know, very specific morning rituals. I've been sharing what I've been listening to, the books I've been reading. But now I want to bring it to the entire Purpose Chaser community. Um, And I really am excited about the folks that I get to introduce you to because, You know, as someone that does have a platform, I think sometimes we get really caught up in talking about, oh, I went from this thing to this place. But we really don't take you through the actual experience and the journey and the how to's and the what that looks like on a daily basis. And so I'm excited about this season. Um, Everything from the people I'm listening to on my playlist, like Londrell and Tony Jones, I cannot wait for you to hear these interviews, to the books that I've been reading by Nakia Homer and Dr. Tama Bryant will be back on this season. And I think you're going to be truly, truly blessed. But As we look at this season that I'm really calling Redefining Love, um, I felt like we should start today with how I've been redefining self-love. Because the God's honest truth is there would be no way for me to have transitioned through everything that I've been going through with this level of grace and peace and ease if it were not for first really leaning in more more deeply to self-love. And I know that we hear that kind of thrown about a lot, Um, but I'm going to get into what my practices have been. But before we dive deep, deep, deep into all of that, let's get into the affirmation of the week. You know, you got to speak positivity into your life, into your day. You gotta affirm positivity. You gotta affirm abundance. You gotta affirm yourself to well. This week's affirmation is I will go the way God leads. Purpose may require me to be illogical. As long as I'm committed to honoring my spirit authentically, I don't need the validation of external forces even those that genuinely desire to protect me. I make time to be still and learn how to discern my fears versus the fears of others. I honor those feelings, yet I choose to create a plan to figure it out and honor what I believe God has shown or told me. I know that no matter what, all things will work together for my good if I continue to trust. Declare with me today, I will go the way God leads. Okay, so now that you know the affirmation of the week, let's get into what I truly have learned about self-love. I love that Tony Jones, who's a magnificent spoken word artist, 
She says that self-love is rudely brave. Self-love is rudely brave, meaning that sometimes in order to truly go deeply into loving yourself more, you are going to have to get radically honest and bold and courageous about what is true for you. And I've always had like a practice of being still. You guys know I've been talking about that for years. I've been talking about taking time and space to go in your prayer room. If you have one, a prayer closet or make your car a prayer space, whatever is just that sacred space where you could just be still and quiet and allow your mind to settle and just be one with whatever comes to it, right? Well, as you know, the more I got into that practice, I really tried to resist oftentimes what I was hearing and what I was feeling and what I was sensing. And for me, that was that my marriage had come to an end. And I realized that the reason that a lot of us struggle with taking that quiet time and being radically honest, brutally honest with ourselves is because we don't want to hear what comes up. Like we don't want to face that still small voice that is like, it's time to go. You've outgrown this. Your purpose is evolving. It's okay for a season to be up. Like whatever that nudge is for you, you might be literally listening to this right now while you're sitting at your desk. And you're looking around and you're like, oh, my God, I do not belong here. Or you may be, I don't know where you are. You may be anywhere in the world right now doing any number of things. And you have literally been contemplating, is it time to do something different? And the reason that you won't get still and be quiet and get brutally honest is because you know that if you do, it's going to require you to make some tough choices and make some really tough decisions. And so in full transparency, when I was first hearing those whispers, I kept saying, "Uh uh-uh, that must not be it. But there was still something that was calling me down this path of just exploring what self-love meant. And so for me, I think it would be probably the easiest to go through this by the pillars because, you know, I set my life up by the pillars, y'all. You know, I live by the pillars. My calendar is based on the pillars. And whenever I am just trying to get realigned or reacquainted with anything, I always bring it back to the pillars. So let's go through the pillars. And if you're new here, this is great for you um, because you'll get to understand more about what these pillars represent. So how did I learn more self-love when it came to the fit pillar? Well, you know, the fit pillar is about becoming your best self. And often we talk about what that means to be mentally and physically well. Now, I always say this, if you have a vision for your life, it is your duty and it is your responsibility to protect the only vessel you're going to get to execute that vision, right? And so... The self-love piece that really came to me is I realized for my 40th birthday episode, I told you guys that I was releasing an attachment to numbers that no longer served me. And one of those numbers was the number on the scale. Can I get an amen? It was the number on the scale because as a woman of a certain age, I realized, listen, you're just never going to be the size you were when you were 25. Like those days are probably gone. 
like it's it's probably gone, which is okay because I'm okay with what I look like and where I am now. But for a long time, I kept trying to force myself to get back to something. I got to get back to this number. But why? Because even when I was that number, I wasn't really the healthiest at all. I didn't necessarily feel my best. I just looked like what I thought society wanted me to look like or what people said I needed to look like. And so when I turned 40, that was the beginning of me going to the gym, not to care about the number on the scale and not to care about a dress size. It was to literally feel good. And the more that I would get up and get committed to going to the gym, whether I decided to go in the morning, afternoon, and night, there was no like magic, oh, I had to be there at 6 a.m. I released all of that. I just made a commitment to making sure that I was moving daily, right? But the difference this time was when I was in the gym, I was honoring myself for keeping a commitment to myself. I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new-to-me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, what I also love is that Amwar is woman-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. I was literally in the mirror not thinking, do my thighs look smaller? I was cheering myself on like, girl, you got away from that desk and made time for you today. You are the bomb today. Like it was being on the treadmill or being on the Stairmaster and going, look at how you pushed yourself. I remember when you couldn't get five minutes on the Stairmaster. Very true story, because I thought the Stairmaster was from the devil. But now I'm like, look at you. 22 minutes, 25 minutes, 28 minutes. It has literally become more about truly becoming my best self, only competing with versions of me, not with what somebody else's standard is. 
And the more I will pump myself up, the more I literally love myself, the more kindly I would speak to myself, the more affirming I became of myself when I am naked in the mirror. It is not about the validation of a man or girlfriends or anyone else. It is literally like, Patrice, you look so good. Girl, you are 42 years old doing the thing. You are the healthiest and strongest you've ever been. Does not matter that the scale also shows a number bigger than it's ever been, but you look good and you feel good and that is what matters. And the more I recited those things, the more I literally loved myself. Like, and I continue to develop just this love of myself that is amazing, right? So for me, that was one of the first practical ways that I just really enhanced my own self-love, like removing what I look like from being about what other people thought, right? And the next pillar, it's people. It's about creating relationships that matter. So what self-love has looked like for me in this pillar is truly, truly spending time with people that light me up. You know, in my 20s and 30s, I was so consumed, even when I felt like I was being very conscious, for the most part, I still feel like I was so consumed with building a business or just raising a family that sometimes you lose touch of the people who have been there like all all along, right? Like the relationships that have truly made you who you are. And it was my 41st birthday last year. When I was sitting on the beach in Costa Rica, that I recommitted to just reaching out to my friends regularly and reaching out to relationships that I had lost for one reason or another because of my marriage. You know, those good guy friends that you don't even acknowledge or talk to anymore because you feel like, oh, maybe it'll make this person uncomfortable. But it was never about anything romantic or sexual was never that. They were just really great friends. I'm like, why have I not been there for my friends? Why have I not allowed genuine, true friends to be there for me because of their sex? Like, that's crazy. And then I was thinking about all my friends from high school and from college and just even friends that I've had for like the last 15 years now where you're constantly like, we should get together. You know those friends. You say it too. You see them in passing or you run into them at a party or a wedding or in the grocery store. And you're like, oh, my gosh, girl, it's so good to see you. We should get together. I stopped being the friend that would lie and say we should get together. And I started literally planning stuff. I was on the beach in Costa Rica. I reached out to a mentor of mine who had been such a good friend to me um, from the time I was like 19, 20 years old. And our relationship had dissolved because of a misunderstanding while I was married with my ex, if I'm going to keep it real. And that was a relationship that I had for so many years, for decades, honestly, that I just let dissolve. And I sent her a text message while I was on the beach. And I said, I'm reflecting over my life and I'm thinking about all the people who have meant so much to me in different seasons of my life. And there's no way I can get through that list without naming you. And I just want to apologize for my part and whatever the breakdown in our friendship has been. 
Um, I don't even remember the details of what happened, but I know that I feel a void because I can't just call you and reach out to you the way that I used to. And she literally replied within minutes and said, I have missed you so much. And I'm sorry for anything that I did. Like this, this conversation that I had dreaded having for years literally took minutes. It took minutes. In this season, we're going to talk about forgiveness. And there's going to be a lot of talk about healing and mending relationships this season. But that was the catalyst in me sending out lots of text messages and voice memos to people who I had known for 20, 17, 15, 10, five years and being more deliberate about creating that girlfriend time. Even if they're not here locally in Atlanta, it has been FaceTime, get togethers, girl, you have your wine, I'll have my wine. We're going to catch up on FaceTime for an hour and a half. And it has absolutely been beautiful. And the reason I say this is so connected to self-love is because I think it's so important to be around people who love you genuinely. The people who know you and love you outside of the title, these are not people who call me the money maven. These are not people who just read a book, right? And so they feel connected to me. And I'm so like grateful for those relationships. But we all have these titles and labels that we wear. And there are people I believe there are people who know us stripped of all of that and love us anyway. Like even with our flaws and all our failures and anything that maybe the outside world would be like, oh, I don't like her for that. But they love you because of that. When I tell you that having relationships that remind you that you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to put on and you don't have to wear a mask Baby, if that does not enhance your self-love, I don't know what will. Like having breakfast near the beach in Marina Del Rey with one of my college friends, um, who was now actually Reagan's godmother, and having her say, Pat. Now, I'm going to tell you now, she's the only person that can call me Pat. Don't you try it in the DMs. I'm Patrice to you, okay? <laughs> but she says, Pat, do you remember when? And she started reminding me of so many of the things that I talked to you guys about today. She was reminding me that that stuff I was saying as a senior in college is stuff I was saying junior year. These are conversations that I was having 20 years ago. And my friends at school were like, girl, you are way too deep. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear all of this. But I needed that reminder that this is not about me trying to become anything. I am exactly who I've always been. Like in many ways, not that I haven't grown and evolved, but the heart of who I am has been the same. Like the heart of my intentions and my message have always been the same. It's just the platform was 10 friends at school, right? Versus 100,000 people on Instagram. But the heart and spirit has always been the same. And you need people who can remind you of who you are. You need people who will celebrate you and correct you when you're wrong. Because they're not afraid of titles, bank accounts, labels, associations. They don't care about any of that. They just want you to be good. 
And so for me, really leaning into those relationships in this season has taken my self-love to another level because what my girlfriend, many of them have reminded me is I didn't know who I was back then. So I didn't necessarily honor and value it. Like there's so much work that has been done over the years to get to where I am. But that reminder is like, once you peel off all the BS, that's been you. And so that's something to love and celebrate. Now, I know you are loving the Redefining Wealth podcast, but do you know what would take it up a notch? It's if you invested in a copy of my brand new book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, How to Stop Chasing Money and Finally Live Your Life's Purpose. Now on the podcast, you hear me talk about the six pillars of wealth every single week. That's fit, people, space, faith, work, and money. And I want you to incorporate this into your life. But let's be honest, the podcast isn't enough. I poured 114 lessons from my own life, the rituals, the mindsets, the behaviors, the attitudes that I had to shift in order to redefine wealth for myself in each one of these pillars. And now I've made it available to you. So you can make sure to pick up your copy in paperback, hardcover, or even listen on Audible. Whatever you do, make this a part of your library today. The third pillar is the space pillar, and it's about setting up your life to support you. And how I have embraced self-love in this pillar. Oh, my gosh. You know, we always talk about clutter, and we say that clutter is the physical manifestation of chaos in your mind. And so with that, it's not like I've had a a junkie environment. Y'all know I have been big on, like, releasing um, clutter for many, many years. But I started to dig deeper to look at not is it trash or not, like, not beautiful or any of those things. It was really just, for me, releasing things that even represented seasons that no longer served me. So especially as someone who went through a divorce, right, it was literally cleaning out photos and cleaning out little memorabilia and all because it looked pretty. But while it sits in that space, I realized that it would keep taking me back to certain moments that I didn't want to to be a part of my present, like old stuff. Right. And. I realized that this extended past physical clutter, I had a lot of digital clutter. Who else has like 80,000 photos in your phone? Maybe you're not as bad. I think right now I'm at like 50 something thousand, right? But you know how your phone tries to help you out by suggesting memories? And you're like, child, this is not the memory I needed today, (laughs) right? Your phone is like, on this day, five years ago. Ma'am, five years ago, I was married. It was a different time. (laughs) Like, that's not necessarily the stuff I want to see right now. I had to give myself time to literally clear through digital clutter. And it wasn't that I was deleting everything, but I was putting it in folders. Maybe you need to make it a hidden folder so it doesn't just show up all the time. I was moving things from my phone to Amazon Photos. I was just doing all the things that I could to allow myself to really operate from a space of peace. Right. Because when I'm in a peaceful state and then I allow something to come up and clutter like my mind or my thoughts or anything, it just it kept taking me back. And so I don't know what that looks like for you. 
right? But I know no matter who you are and what you're dealing with, maybe you've transitioned out of a job that no longer serves you, but you're holding on to all the books and all the old reviews and all these old files you no longer need. Why? What did that season represent for you? Was that one of those seasons where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get out of here. I'm being overworked and underpaid and like, I can't stand it. And my coworkers, this and that. So why would you hold on to things that represent a season that no longer serves you? And that's a question I had to keep asking myself and allowing myself to clear and remove clutter, whether it was physical clutter or digital clutter, whatever. So what does that look like for you? The fourth pillar is faith. It's about believing in something greater. And for me, self-love looked like really allowing my definition and idea of God to be expanded. Now, I know some of y'all going to get mad. I'm going to give you a heads up. I'm okay if you get mad because this is my journey. But what I have learned through a lot of self-reflection and journaling and praying and meditation is that I grew up under this idea as a Christian that everything that I did was being watched by some really big God in heaven that said, you must be perfect. You can't make any mistakes. And there's this big man in heaven that just wants to doom you to hell for anything that you do. Can you imagine when you are an imperfect human doing the best that you can day to day, knowing that you are failing, though, left and right, because the things that we say we want to do, we don't. And right. And the things that we don't want to do anymore, we still got going on. And feeling like there's constant judgment. How can you truly love yourself when you think that you are being judged all day, every day? How can you truly love yourself when you feel like I am falling short no matter what I do and no matter how hard I try? And so when my concept of God started to really evolve and expand, it gave me the space to love myself as is. It gave me the space to accept that if this is the God that created me and I was made in his image and he knows everything about me. Why would he just create me imperfect and then damn me to hell? Like, why? And for me, it became, and how would you create billions of people and then exclude most of them from being able to go to heaven? All of them, really, because we all fall short. I literally just had to start to ask questions for myself. Now, we'll get deeper into this throughout this season um, and I really just want to encourage you to keep an open mind, right? To just keep an open mind. But for me, in terms of my self-love, when I realized that for me, I didn't feel like God was trying to send me to hell every two seconds. Boy, did I start to love myself more. Boy, boy did it allow me to be okay with Patrice. Boy, did it allow me to release myself from a marriage that was not for me. Because religion had taught me that I had to stay in it no matter what. Religion had taught me that I had to just keep fasting and praying and hoping and wishing and doing all this stuff, even if that effort was not being reciprocated. And when my 
concept of God grew. I knew that the God that loved me would not want me to suffer and be a doormat and just keep going through the motions so that I could get to the end of my life and say, well, guys, I was married for 40 years. I got the prize. There's no prize in that. There's not necessarily a prize in, oh, I sat at a job and suffered for 35 years, but got the watch. The God that has endowed you with so many gifts and talents freely wants you to waste them in a space where you're not being honored and respected. Is that what we really believe? Mm -mm. I just couldn't settle for that anymore. So my self-love grew as that expanded for me. And I invite you to just explore for yourself. The fifth pillar is work. It's about living your life's purpose And how I have really exercised self-love in this particular pillar was, you know, I did an episode, I think it was last season or the season before, and it was called Pay for Peace. And I was just talking about how I'm willing to pay for convenience. (laughs) If if it's going to make my life a little bit easier, I'm willing to invest in it, right? I'm not a DIY queen. I have accepted that, you know what, there are things that I am blessed and to do, like really good at. And then there are things I don't have time. I'm not going to Google and YouTube all night trying to figure out when there are people who do that, right? So I have surrounded myself with a bunch of team in my business And I'm like, everyone operate in their genius. And I'm like a, like, let you do your thing. Here's the vision. Here's where I want to go. Play your part. And self-love for me looked like releasing the idea that I had to keep funding frustration. So my intention was to pay for peace. And then I realized that there were certain parts of my business that just no longer served me. There were things I was doing in the business because I had always done them. There were things I was doing because other people were like, well, this is how you run an online business. So I just kept it going. But I I wasn't happy anymore. It was time consuming. It didn't feel good. And I was funding frustration. I was paying people to keep me in a cycle of doing stuff I didn't want to do anymore. And. When we start to do that, it doesn't feel as purposeful as it should because purpose leads to fulfillment. That's the point. And so when I got honest and decided I'm going to choose myself because that's what self-love is, that meant that I couldn't be attached to trying to keep people on to help them. And that's hard because I genuinely have a heart for people. And so I want people to be good. I want everybody to be taken care of. But to what expense? At at my expense? I had done that before. And this thing about, you know, self-love is it, it literally makes you start to look at every single decision in every area of your life and go, am I actually choosing myself or am I feeding into fear or ego or expectations? And when I looked at my work life and what was going on there, I just started putting some boundaries in place and making some governing decisions about when I would show up for things, what was no longer serving me, what types of business activities I would do, who I would do them with. And I had done that before, but there's nothing wrong with revisiting and realigning with who you are in a new season. And then there's the sixth pillar, which is money. 
Oh, man, that is about attracting the wealth you desire, the abundance you desire. And in the money space, I will say the practical stuff was like redoing my will. (laughs) The practical stuff was like revisiting my trust, looking at how all of my financial affairs, right, like changing beneficiaries, changing everything over. When you go through a season like that and there's so much transition, you literally have to reassess everything. And just a practical thing was redoing the will, redoing the trust, looking at beneficiaries on life insurance policies, adjusting retirement accounts. But when you start to get so clear in all these other areas, it was literally a matter of, I love myself too much to leave here without my affairs in order. I love my daughter too much to leave here without my affairs in order. I love my mom, who I support too much, to leave here without my affairs in order. Doesn't matter how busy I am and all the things that are going on, you have a responsibility. If we love ourselves, getting our financial affairs in order, it's a part of it, y'all. Can't be like, oh, I do self-care, mani-pedi, but none of my financial affairs are in order. That's trash. (laughs) Can I just be real with you? That's trash, right? So those are some practical things. And I'm just going to be sharing more. So as you send me questions and DMs, we're just going to continue to explore what all of this looks like. But I wanted to start this season just with this idea of the entire season is about how I have navigated this process, the practical things I've done, what I've been listening to, what I've been doing, like just everything I've been doing. And I'm so, so excited to introduce you to a lot of people who have made such a big difference in my life as I've been reshaping and reforming what it means to love myself, what it means to love God, and what it means to love others. And I am so excited to have you on this journey. So don't forget, you can come on over to the Redefining Wealth uh, community. We also have a new membership just for folks who listen to the Redefining Wealth podcast. So come on over where we are getting in momentum with these six pillars and learning how to integrate all of this stuff in our lives. You also can continue to reach out to me on Instagram in particular. That's where I really like to hang out and play. I'm Seek Wisdom PCW. Share your takeaways in the comments and don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It helps other purpose chasers from all over the world find us. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. I'll talk to you later. 